uh, love having him here to do this part of the service. So thank you, Rob. Check. Good morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> that last song got me excited. I don't know about you. You know, that <clears throat> coming into the presence of God is such an incredibly awesome thing we get to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and uh, I have the privilege of working with 100 churches. Yes, Niall and I could tell lots of stories because we've been around <laughs> and Christy, we've just had a lot of fun together. And Yes, and, and <laughs> maybe some we won't tell you, but I, I will tell you this. Um, I've been with the district 14 years, and I just feel like it's such a privilege to be able to come to congregations like yourself um, and just do these types of things. I've been in student ministries for over 30 years, so I feel uh, just this morning as I do this, it's a real privilege. Um, I live in Wausau, so not too far. saw some beautiful sights on the way up. I've been married 34 years. Uh, to my lovely wife, Nancy, whose birthday is today. So as soon as we're done here, I head back home and we're celebrating Nancy's birthday. We have two grown children and uh, we have five grandchildren. So we're really excited. My uh, role in the district is to develop student ministry networks that encourage, resource, and coach youth pastors and volunteers in the 100 churches that we have. And this morning we're going to get to install someone that we get to be a part of in the district. And Ian, I'm excited about this this morning with you and also Cam. Um, I also direct the district's youth conference. Has anybody been to districts yet? A couple of you? Oh, Good. Yeah. Well, we gather about 4,000 students each year, and it's one of the great resources that God has, has given us in our district. So on behalf of the EFCA, that's the Evangelical Free Church of America, you might not know this, but you're part of 1,500 churches nationwide that are an association together uh, to serve Jesus on Sunday mornings and also in their communities. Our FLD staff, we want to affirm you as a congregation on your call for Ian Stewart uh, to be your youth and family pastor here at Three Lakes Evangelical Free Church. Let me give you a couple stats this morning. According to Aubrey Malfers, he's a, he's a guy that studies churches, and Tom Rayner from Lifeway, Re, Lifeway Resources they say that 80 to 85% of churches in the U.S. are currently plateaued or shrinking, which is really sad when you think about it. And so what are the things that happen on a Sunday morning? Let me say this to you. People have stopped going to church almost. Even Christians, only 17% attend an Orthodox or Christian church on a Sunday morning. So of the 15 to 20% churches that are growing, what do they look like? How are they growing? And so here's the three things that we have found in a district that really help churches grow. First, it's a church that's committed to outreach and evangelism to their community through intentional relationships, like your serve that you guys have. I loved hearing about this this morning in this pantry that you guys have. Those are the kind of things. A strategy in disciple-making, what does that look like? The second is a small group ministry. If you're not involved in a small group, you need to think about that because, you know, you can't come one hour a week and think, man, I'm going to get connected to this church. No, you've got to, to be known and to know people who can care for you. Consider getting in a small group if you're not in one. And then the third, which is my favorite part of this, and it relates to where we're at this morning, a relevant children's and youth ministry exists in these churches that are growing where adults are coming alongside of teens and helping them make good choices and also partnering with parents. That's really important. Those are some of the job things that we do in student ministry, right, Ian? Can't be pretty excited about this. So Jesus understood this. Would you turn your Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter 19? I just want to read a couple of verses this morning. So Matthew 19, <clears throat> verse 
13. So Jesus has just spoke on divorce, which is a really hard topic. And he comes into the next topic talking about little children and Jesus. It says that then Jesus, I'm sorry, then the little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and don't hinder them for the kingdom of heaven to belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. I love the precedence that Jesus loved children. The disciples were like, Jesus is way too busy. Jesus proved to him, no, he's not. Because he felt the little children and the youth were very, very important. Do you know that 50% of the world's population is under 21 years old? And 77% of those who come to Jesus, who make, a, who make a, a saving faith choice to surrender their life to Jesus, do so before 18. So 77% before they're 18. The majority, believe it or not, ages 4 to 14. I'm one of those statistics, 4 years old. Gave my life to Jesus because of Mrs. Holman, my Sunday school teacher. So church leaders are starting to understand the importance and realizing that one of the most important age groups to be targeting is children and youth. They really are. And there's two reasons. Number one, they'll bring their parents to church. Love that. And number two, the parents at that point feel the responsibility to get their children and youth to church. One more verse. I don't have very much time. Niall's going to be the real deal here. So with the message <laughs> this morning. Uh, Deuteronomy 6. You probably, maybe you have or haven't heard this, but it's way in the front of the Bible. And there were these commands that were being told to the people. And I love, if you go to verse 5 of Deuteronomy 6, verse 5, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and your gates. Clear command for parents and their responsibility. And when there aren't parents that can do that, then that's where the church comes in and we get involved. We have youth pastors and we have volunteer leaders that care about them. Number one influence in a student's life is still their friends. Number two, parents. Number three, grandparents. So we're all responsible. We've got a big responsibility as, as, a, as a church and as a community to help our children. So I want to go into the couple official things here. I first want to do a charge to the congregation. In, we don't have time to read through Ephesians 4. But if you read Ephesians 4, it talks about what is the role of the pastors in the church. Some people think it's to do all the work. That's not true. <laughs> it's to equip the saints, the believers, equip us to really carry out. This didn't just happen this morning, this worship team. It takes practice. These guys give of their gifts. And that's what God has called us to do. It's for the pastors to help equip others so that we can be doing this together. To teach, to coach, to mentor adults, students, volunteers, and leaders. That's Ian's job. It doesn't say that he's going to do it all by himself. So he's going to bring you along and hopefully find where you're spiritually gifted. So what can you do uh, for Pastor Ian and Cammie as a congregation? This is always a very important conversation I like to have. So first, pray for them weekly, daily, and hourly. And sometimes it's like that because when you get those phone calls from parents, something bad happened. 
Recently, there was a, um, a, a tragedy up in, I believe, Eagle River. You guys may have heard about that. And so there's just things like that that happen all the time in student ministries. We don't know when they're coming, but we're on call 24-7. We really are. So pray for them. It's not an easy job. I always say ministry is messy, but necessary. Secondly, encourage them and support them as they lead. The Bible tells us to. Let me tell you one of the most important things that you could do for them is to send them notes of encouragement. Let them know they're doing a good job. Because a lot of times we don't have that. And, and Ian, let me tell you what I would love for you to do. Build an encouragement file. I don't know if you've got one of those, Niall, but oh, yeah. some days I need it. Because, boy, it's been a rough day. Things aren't going well. And I go to my encouragement file and just read how God has been faithful. Number three, if you have a question or concern about the ministry, will you give him the benefit of the doubt and go to him directly? A lot of people in church go around the pastors. They go around the elders and they talk it around. If you've got an issue, go right to the pastor and just tell them what's going on and your question about it. Let them have first shot at figuring out what's going on and maybe they can give you an answer that will be helpful. And then last, affirm Ian and his gifts and abilities and don't compare him to uh, the last pastor or the one before. I think it's also important that parents commit to getting yourself, your family, to the weekly worship services for Sunday school, youth group, and remember your role as a parent. I believe parents struggle today with many, many, many busy schedules. We need to prioritize the spiritual life just like we do everything else. Unfortunately, activities and sports and those types of things take precedence over our spiritual lives. So I'm going to encourage you to think through that. Get involved in this local church using your spiritual gift. And remember when Ian's away at camps, retreats, conferences, mission trips, or districts, don't walk up to him and go, hey, how was your vacation? We hear that, don't we? <laughs> I want to encourage you also to help hold Ian accountable. Take his day off each week, balance his priorities, and check that he's getting a date night with Cammy once in a while, okay? That's really important. Real quick charge to Ian. I want to just tell you a couple words real fast. In order for you to minister Ian to people, you must be growing in the Lord. Colossians 3.16 talks about let the Word of God dwell in you. Develop the discipline of listening to God. I want you to just listen for a minute. Boy, that's a hard discipline to listen to the fact that God may be saying something to you. It's so hard in the world we're in. So busy, so noisy. Figure out, Ian, how God can minister to you best. How do you get to the mountain, we say, where you can be refreshed by God? Remember, people are more important than programs. Your family is more important than the ministry. Also remember that the devil is real. Man, he is trying so much to take us off track and to cause problems. Resist him in the power of the Holy Spirit. Be accountable with someone that you can ask the hard questions of them and you. You need that. Uh, network for encouragement, for best practices and resources. I know you're doing that already. When things get tough, I want to encourage you, and Niall knows this too as a pastor, you've got to remember the call of God on your life. Longevity has its advantages. Remember that also. And lastly, I'm here for you. I've got a cell phone, and uh, what's funny is I get calls once in a while from pastors. I'm ready to quit. What do I do, Rob? And it's a hard call. But sometimes they just need somebody like you. When a pastor prays with you, they just need someone to hear and talk to them about what's going on. Ian, I want to invite you up alone at first here, and then we're going to invite up some to pray with you. But come on up. I want to do the official EFCA, kind of this charge to all of us. Dear friends in Christ, guided by the Holy Spirit, you've called Ian Stewart to be one of your pastors of this congregation. By this act, you have indicated your confidence in him 
to be one of the shepherds of this flock. I charge you to receive the word of God through him in all meekness and love, undergird him with your prayers, assist and encourage him in his labors, which will be in his service to God. Remember always that he's one of God's servants and that you as God's stewards are to supply his needs in a way that will be pleasing to God and an honor to this congregation. In all things, show him your love, esteem him highly for the calling as one of your pastors, and accept him as one of your spiritual leaders. If these are your intentions, please support him in the continuing ministry by standing at this time. And I'm going to ask you to respond to a couple of questions. Please stand. Will you receive Ian Stewart to be one of your pastors, recognizing his place in spiritual leadership and receiving the word of God through him? If this is your promise, answer, we will. We will. Will you do your full part to supply his needs in a way that will be pleasing to God and will encourage him and share with him in the work of Christ and this church? If this is, if this is your promise, answer, we will. We will. All right, I'm going to ask you to be seated at this time, and I'm going to invite up the elders and the deacons and also Pastor Niall, <clears throat> and we're going to pray over uh, Ian at this time. And also, Cammie, will you come up? You're a part of this too, and we want you to feel <clears throat> the prayers here this morning. All right, men, if we can gather around here. My hands on, and uh, let's do it this way. I'll pray, and then I'll pass. How about Bill and then Rob? And then we'll, yeah, it'll be good. <clears throat> Father, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for uh, bringing Ian and Cammie here to this church and for this good charge that Rob has given uh, to Ian. And, and I pray that it would be true that we would receive well his ministry. I pray that you would protect Ian and Cammie in their marriage from the from the evil one who would want to tear them apart. I pray you protect them from all of those assaults, that he would stand firm in the armor of God every day to understand that his calling is one given by you and that you have sent him into this work. <clears throat> I pray that as he does his ministry, that he would do so by the power you supply pray he'd always be leaning on you. I pray he would be full of the Holy Spirit. I pray for Cammie's role in this church, that she would feel um, just the blessing and the honor of being part of this place, part of your people, to be called to be an excellent wife to her husband. That you, you'd use her gifts here in incredible ways, even as we've already heard her singing in the front. You'd use her to minister to people that need you and experience that through her. So use them in powerful ways, mighty ways. Protect them every step of the way. Go with them. Work through them. We commission them in Christ's name. Heavenly Father, we we thank you for these two. Lord, their past, their parents, the people that have poured into their lives, we thank you, Lord, that you have shaped and guided them, and brought them here. Father, now it's our turn to love and support and to encourage, to hold accountable, to pray for Ian and Cammie. Father, we pray that as they lay their gifts out on your altar, that you would fill and anoint them, that you would use them in powerful ways, ways that they cannot even imagine. Lord, we pray for fruit. We pray for many to come to know you through Ian and Ken. For your glory. 
and that we might rejoice with them and with you and with your hosts of angels. Father, this is a work that is beyond us. And we pray that your, your filling and your anointing will happen day after day, month after month, year after year. Father, help us to, to be watching and celebrating with them as we see your hand working on them and through them. In Jesus' name, amen. God, we're, <clears throat> we're inspired this morning at how you work in each of our lives. And this morning we lift up Ian to you and Cami. I pray for a blessing on them. I pray that they would be a blessing to this church and to the community here, Lord. And I just ask for protection over them, Lord, that you would keep them from the enemy, keep them pure. And I pray that they would not only be an encouragement to you, but bring glory and honor, God, to all that would come in contact, especially for your name. So, God, we lift up this congregation to you in this time. God, we love you, and we are celebrating this morning one of your children being here. In your name we pray, and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you.